Hey, Brandon, pour me another one. <laughs> is your mic on? The mic is on, brother. You holding that mic? No mic stand. You holding that mic has me sick. I'm looking like, <laughs> <laughs> looking like the boxing announcer. You have. Yes. <laughs> Are oh, you ready to rumble? Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I forgot to bring the mic stand, man. You might have got to order new three, three hours. Now I got to ship a mic stand. <clears throat> wow. I'm dead. What's going on, man? You got you got a brew over there. I got a brew. Got a brew myself. Man, I got a brew. <clears throat> I got me uh, some sour gummy worms. Nice. You know. Uh, yeah, man. Cool. It's official. So what's been going I'm on with back. you lately? What's, what's going on? Yeah, we we back in the building. <clears throat> what's been man, going on, man? What's been going on, man? The Whiskey Web Pod is, I think it's, uh, what's the phrase? Bi-coastal? Are we officially bi-coastal? Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, man. We bi-coastal. I, I, um, I'm officially a L.A. resident, brother. Hey, Hey. Here, I'm kicking it in the valley right now. California. I'm going down to uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna go down to Hollywood later after we're done. Yeah, brother, life okay. is good. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that, man. Nothing wrong with yeah. that at all. Yeah. You know, sometimes when uh, opportunity meets preparation, you kind of just gotta jump. There it is. So now I'm out here chilling, having a great time. I feel like the days are longer here. Have you adjusted to the time difference yet? I, I think so. I mean, I do go to bed like at like 10 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock. Okay. Like I don't really stay up past midnight um, very often here. Um, and I'm not really interested in that change. And I enjoy getting a good night's rest. Yep. I feel you so on that. I'm definitely getting more sleep than I used to get in D.C. Yep. Um, oddly <laughs> enough, a lot of people think that traffic is, is terrible here. I know it can be... Um, like you definitely have moments when the freeway gets kind of crazy, but whatever time my commute say is going to be, if it's twenty five minutes, it's twenty five minutes. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's actually been fine. Like from the places you, I'm going, I'm. I mean, would you compare it to DC? Like, would you say you're just kind of used to that type of busy lifestyle, traffic? Yeah, I expected it to be worse. Like in DC, when I needed to get somewhere and it was technically twenty five minutes away, I had to set aside an hour and a half to make sure I got right. there on time, or or an hour. Here it's like twenty five minutes. You there? Everything is thirty minutes here. First of all, okay, okay. Everything. So you you get used to that length of a commute, and then you're fine. Yeah. Like I'll go from the valley to Santa Monica, or go to Hollywood, or go. Malibu is farther, so that's not twenty five minutes, but it's worth the drive. Yeah, um, for sure. Can't think of anywhere else. Downtown, everywhere is like thirty minutes. So okay. It works out. The only yeah, Malibu and Compton are the only places I've been where uh not Compton. I think I was in South Central. I don't know if those are the same yet. I went to South Central and that commute was a little longer. But I had a great time over there too. Yeah, you went out you were out there for Juneteenth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Juneteenth okay. this this day party at the spot. Very beautiful outside venue. They have a lot of uh, events there. Everyday people throws events there. If you mm-hmm. guys are uh, familiar with everyday people, 
Um, I was supposed to go to that last weekend, but I missed it. It'll come back around. So, yeah, man, I'm having a great time. Good, I'm man. having a really I'm, great time. I think this is what life is supposed to be like. There it is. There it is. I'm happy to hear that. Like, I, um, I, know, I know that you kind of, you know, you, like, left. It, it was a pretty quick turnaround, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you, you moving out there. But in the time that you've been there, what would you say is, has been your, your favorite part? Um, I think um, the misconception about L.A. is like it's a uh, New York on the West Coast. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but L.A. is such a large place that everything is so spread out. So it's not congested. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's very quiet. I was, it was like a culture shock when I went downtown for the first time and there weren't many people walking around. Um, mm-hmm. So I love how quiet it is. There's always something to do. You can go sit by a lake. You can go to the beach. You know, just just anything. You can do yep. anything here. So, uh, where I live, got a pool. Nice. You know, if you want to go sit by the pool or something like that, get in the water. Um, there's always something going on here. So, I'm enjoying that. I enjoy how quiet it is. Networking with the brotherhood out here. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I think that's the, the biggest thing is just you can live a quiet life here if you want. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that I've never lived there, but I think in the times that I've been there, I do feel like it's a little bit um, of everything for, for anyone, mm-hmm. which is nice. And I agree. Like, one of the things I really liked out there is I feel like people are really chill. Yeah. And it's very different from the East Coast. It's a bunch of hustle and bustle, climbing to the top, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> just constant um, get up and go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do feel like life kind of slows down a little bit out in L.A. And people people help with that. <laughs> it's a really chill mm-hmm. vibe. So, yeah, like I, I met a guy. Um, I was looking to go get a haircut. Uh, so I was just like bouncing around looking at different um, barbershops. And I was just walking down the street and then I, I had on a Yankees hat. So I bumped into this guy who also had in the Yankees hat, this white guy. And he just starts talking to me about like baseball and stuff. I don't watch baseball. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we just struck up a conversation based on that. And he told me that he was out here. Um, he was he got moved out here by I think it was like maybe David Letterman or somebody like that. Like he's a writer. Okay. He works for them at the studio. So he used to work at some studio in New York and then he got plucked to come here. Uh, so he was just looking out. We were talking for a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm chilling. I'm walking over here to uh, whatever the um, strip mall that I was passing. He was like, yeah, me and my friends, we come over here and we play pinball. And so he's like going to a pinball gaming <laughs> bar. He, he's okay. an older dude, too. So he's like, yeah, I'm about to go in here. We're going to chill. We do this every like every other Thursday or something like that. And and then we exchange information. He's like, man, you let me know if you need anything while you're out here. We'll definitely get up. There's been a lot of that. Like, as I okay. meet new people, they're just like, yeah, man, let me know. You're new here. Let me know if you need anything. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's encouraged. Chilling is encouraged here, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, I th- I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, when you're working, it's, it's of course, it's, you know, you're, you're getting stuff done. Everything is more task-oriented here as opposed to, you need to be somewhere at a certain time, clock in, clock out kind of thing. It doesn't feel yeah. like that. Uh, but, I mean, that's not the industry I work in anymore, so it's, it feels a lot better. Yep. So, life is good, bro. Good. 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 We're, we're going to try to get out there to, to hang out with y'all soon. Make I'm that happen. Um, well, cool. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of change. I, I know uh, our loyal listeners appreciate y'all. Um, both of us actually moved. <laughs> 
So, Kenny, you moved out to the, the West Coast. Um, Valley, and, baby. Yeah. And um, so we actually just purchased our first home, which mm. has been um, a great change, um, but a heavy, heavy lift. Um, but, man, we, mm. we're loving the house. And it's really cool. Congratulations that, again, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, you know, we're just we're still getting settled in here and it's feeling good. It's starting to feel like, you know, our spot a little bit. So, um, you know, it's, it's been really cool. And then we uh, mm. like our neighbors are all like around our age. Mm. So um, like a week or two ago, they a bunch of them got together and had like this nice little like get together out in, out in the court. And they had like a welcome for us, which was mad cool. And oh, nice. Then I like, went to the one of the guy's house and he has like a whole uh, whiskey bourbon collection, <laughs> um, which was cool. So he was like making like smoked old fashions and Manhattans mm. and stuff like that. And it was just cool. Oh, yeah. Like it's it just, you know, good vibes over here. Um, and, you know, I'm from Southern Virginia. So like knowing all of your neighbors and knowing them by name and, you know, just being a little more personable is kind of where I come from. And I don't necessarily... Can, I can't necessarily say that I've felt that up here in Northern Virginia too much since I've been here, but uh, it's cool to know that it does exist. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just feel really fortunate to have been able to land in a spot where that, that is the case. And, like, um, yeah, I feel like potentially I'm, like, kind of making some, some new friends out here, like, you know, as far as, like, where we live at and stuff like that. So um, it's a good look, and that kind of makes it a little, awesome. little sweeter. So, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kick it off. I heard you. I was gonna say so with with that man, like we're glad to we're glad to be back. Whiskey mm-hmm. Wednesdays back in full effect. Again, mm-hmm. thank you to our, our listeners. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to catch so up much. on. So much. I know y'all been waiting to hear our, our uh our opinions on a lot of nonsense <laughs> <laughs> and good things that have, have been going on in the past few weeks. So yeah. We We've been talking right a lot in. about this stuff behind the scenes. We, yeah. like, we can't wait to get back to the pod to, to just talk to the pod squad about it. In yeah. the meantime, I'm, we're going to drink these Corona. You got a Corona too, right? Uh, so I do have a Corona. That'll be next. But right now I'm having a Stella. Mm, yeah. yeah, I got a Corona Premiere. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are those are good. They have a, a little more flavor to them. And, and I got some, um, some gluten-free, fat-free uh, sour gummy worms. That's good. Uh, I picked up from Target when I was buying some furniture, man. I came out here with, with no furniture, bro. Yeah. So two duffel bags and a in uh, a backpack. There so, it is. <clears throat> I'm slowly purchasing stuff. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, you need about three pair of drawers and a wife beater, and you good. That's that's insane. <laughs> I mean, when you get yeah. out there, you can go ahead and get what you need, you know. But you yeah. know, just a yeah. Pairs I looked at draws. so many spots, man. I, I decided to be responsible and not spend the maximum amount of money on rent rather mm-hmm. than um, the location. So like where I live, there's like sh- like shopping center right across the street from me. And you know, cool. and like at the end of my block, you got McDonald's, you got different restaurants and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll cut 1500 off the rent or a couple, yeah. excuse me, not 1500. I'll say. cut, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, That's an easy choice. No, I'll <laughs> cut like, uh, you know, like, four or five hundred off the rent so I can live somewhere that's more convenient rather than trying to be, you know, in the top tier yeah. apartment out here in LA. So, um, I don't remember how I got there. Yeah. Now um, you, you got there cause you were saying you came out there, you know, you just had a, had two bags and yeah. you know, and then you're looking for some furniture. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm looking to buy a sectional, man. Somebody help wow. me get a sectional. Yeah. Somebody hit up, uh, hit up Kenny and, uh, 
and help this man get him a, a sectional. Mm-hmm. You, you, what type of what type of vibe, what type of environment are you trying to set in the spot? Like you, you got a color scheme going on? Or are you? Man, the the living room is is pretty much black. So what I'm doing is I have a I have a projector in the living room. So I'm setting up the curtains, the ones that drown out the light. I have a lot of light. Okay. In the living room, a lot of windows, big windows. Um, so. But the projector's in the living room, too. So I want to have the curtains that drown out the light. So when I want to turn it on, play Xbox, yep. watch a movie, have movie night or whatever, yep. binge watch some shows, we can do that. Um, Yeah, that's really all I'm looking to do. In the in the bedroom, I'm not even really using it as a bedroom. Well, the bedroom that I'm sitting in it now, but it's an office. Okay. Um, So just setting up like a pad, man. Cool. cool. I want it to be an experience when you walk in. Keep the AC on full blast. You walk in, it's cold. You know, <laughs> it's cold and the projectors on and the speakers and the sound bar, that mm-hmm. kind of thing I'm going for. So maybe I'll put up like some, a uh, some, some, hue, you know, this is what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. I want it to be an experience. So yeah. I'll probably set up some hue lights too. So you come in, so you walk in, the lights turn on and, you wow. know, colors and things like that. Apple sells those if uh, anybody's looking for those. I might have to get some of those. Yeah, man. Philips Hughes lights. Yeah. They should pay us for this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey Apple, uh, stop playing around. So look, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this thing, man. Uh, first things first, Justin Timberlake beating his feet. Oh my in god! In DC, uh, nasty, nasty. Yeah. Nasty work. <clears throat> it wasn't the right song for him to try to beat his feet to. Nope. DC, beat your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Why everybody uh, think? <laughs> that that's something that you could just do. I mean, Justin Timberlake can dance, but I don't know what was what's happening there. Um, he hit the first. He hit the first two moves was like a part of it. It was smooth. Um, after that, he started doing like a river dance, and I was like, "Hold on, DC, beat your feet." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Nah, Justin." Yeah, it was a nasty moment. But Justin has had a lot of nasty moments in his career. I don't know. I'm not trying to take us left, but mm, you can go um, left. That's fine. Yeah, it's just there's a thing where black people were, were probably the most warm and welcoming people on the planet so we tend to let a lot of people into to cultures and things like that that don't necessarily need as much they already have more backing than we have as as black artists so the fact that we're like yeah we're gonna like maximize your support um can be a little weird not necessarily justin but you got like people like jack harlow you know what I mean? Even Justin Bieber, you know, sometimes people just get to get away with mediocrity uh, because it's like, like you'll see videos go viral on Twitter of like white women like rapping or twerking or something like that. Right. And it just goes crazy. But then if you see like black people do the exact same thing and it's like, oh, OK, that's that's cool. This is what y'all do anyway. So I think that's an interesting. I think topic. that's the only time it backfired. Interesting Justin. topic, honestly. I mean, if you wanted to jump yeah. into that, because I think that happens a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think I'm even subconsciously guilty of that where, you know, I'll see someone of a different race, like, singing, and mm-hmm. it's pretty typical um, to see a black person singing that same style. But I'm yeah. like, oh, snap, this person can sing. Like, and I, I'm, I'm drawn in and more interested because they look different. And, yep. you know, that's just kind of one of those things that's a little frustrating. Um, but I think that it also speaks volumes for us as a people. Like, I think that we're just you know, very talented and creative and mm-hmm. uh, trailblazers. And um, that's kind of what happens when you kind of the, the first first people to do it or like the best at it. When yeah. somebody else kind of jumps in and tries to, you know, jump in that space, 
it, it, it's easy to be impressed, easier to yeah. be impressed. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's just the society we live in. Same thing with like Elvis. Elvis is the same thing. He stole his whole vibe from uh, from black people and black artists. Um, it's it's tend to, they tend to overlook it a lot, and then he's like, oh, he's yeah. the king. But I'm like, no, he's not. But um, that's just what it is. So. Justin, that was not being your feet. He he circled back and and was very funny. I'm glad. I'm glad um, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did good with that. Granted, like I'm saying, I'm not necessarily referring to Justin when I talk about uh, more culture vulture esque things or. Um, yeah, but, but I yeah, mean, so shout out to Justin. There's some. There's some. There's some history there with him. Yeah, for um, sure. Where that is directly, and it may not necessarily have been his decisions. Um. You know, it might have been the people managing him or sure. in sync or whatever the case may be, but there were a lot of parallels there that I feel like were very intentional. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, I let's talk see. about let's talk about man. Like I'm like looking at our list of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we about to go and, crazy. Yeah, we're into it. So look, let's talk about some of this new music that's been out, and then we'll get into the crazy nonsense. So we new music. Um, new music. So Drake dropped an album, all dance music. Okay. <laughs> Beyonce gave us a single, and she dropped a release date for her upcoming album. Chris Brown dropped an album. Um, what else we got? <laughs> uh, we got uh, Burner Boy dropped an album. That's one of my favorite albums right now. Okay. Um, Bad Bunny dropped his album. Bad that's, Bunny. That's one of my on favorite one. albums right now. I've been on that one a lot, yeah. Um, I think those are like the the top upper echelon things that have dropped. Uh, Giveon dropped an album. Giveon dropped an album, uh, yeah. Let me look through my. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look. Through. I've just been adding stuff. Yeah, I think honestly you though, you hit the. Yeah. Oh, and, and Brent Fias dropped an album too. Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah, send that to me. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It's a. It's an interesting time for music right now, where I think um, some people are like peaking. Like mm-hmm. I think Burner Boy is peaking. Um, like I think he's he's probably one of the biggest artists in the world in the world right now. Bad Bunny okay. is peaking, one of the biggest artists in the world. And it's cool to see a lot of these artists cross over from their culture. You know, you come in from like, I guess like Afro pop or Afro beats for Burna Boy. Right. And it's now he's becoming so big in the US and Afro beats is becoming so big. There's yep. even a documentary about Afro beats on Netflix. That's really good. Um, same with Bad Bunny. Like we know when we went to Columbia, we talked about how Bad Bunny and um, all those guys, I can't think of the other guy's name. But um, they were just so big there, and now it's it's yep. it's more popular here. I, I love to see that. Um, I think that's how people become more inspired. Um, <clears throat> how you want to do this, uh, Drake? I mean, Beyonce? so look, I, I think that the best thing to do, <laughs> since we have so much music, let's just go ahead from uh, best to worst. So, what would you say oh, oh, ah. is the best? <laughs> okay, what do you, your? I'll I'll, I'll start off. I'll start off. Favorites. Not best words, just favorites. I mean, so if I'm saying my favorite, I think indirectly I'm saying what's not. Um, So. Because then that's just your personal, your personal preference. I'm scared. I'm scared. So personally, personally. Personally um, speaking. Personally, Drake's album was cool. Um, I think that it's for a a different, a different setting. It wasn't what we, what we're used to with Drake. Uh, I started Mm. off with that one because I'm not saying that's my favorite one, but I think that it was the biggest surprise. Are we going to go um, back and forth on each one, or are you going to go through the whole list? I'm, uh, we can go back and forth. So I'll just, right. just kind of introduce uh, an album, talk about it a little bit. You can talk about how you feel about it, and then we'll just go from there. Um, right. There are a couple of songs up there, like Sticky um, is one of, my, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs up there. Um, and honestly, I think that's probably the, 
the one I'll, the only one I'll mention. Um, the the album is like like a passion fruit vibe all the way through, and mm. I don't know. I just feel like it just has like a different like a different vibe for a different setting, and sure. I'm cool with that. Like I, I feel like artists should have the freedom to like give us something different. Um, and what the next artist we'll talk about, which is Beyonce, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about her next. Like, and I yeah. won't talk about her yet, but I feel like that's probably what she's given us as well. So I just think it's cool and artists should have that type of freedom to do that. So how do you feel about the Drake album? Yeah. I, listen, I'll say this. Um, I think as we all can tell, if we really sat down and looked at the history of music, we understand that there are cycles, right? So uh, certain genres and styles of music will inspire uh, the more popular music and then it, it, everyone else will follow the, you know, the larger artists as they do it. Um, I think that Drake and Beyonce, they they saw that dance music and house music is, is probably next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As you go from, like, festival music was so big, maybe, like, five, seven years ago, maybe even ten years ago, um, trap music was a thing. And then you have, uh, like, Afro beats and reggae, and everybody was kind of making the reggae feel back when Drake dropped Control and Tory Lanez and all these mainstream artists are doing it. Um, I think the next wave is is in fact house music. So I think Drake and and Beyonce they tried to beat the beat the masses, you know, before everybody made the turn there, so that they could be like one of the first ones to do it. Yep. Um, Drake's album, um, he just he tried to describe it as him like evolving and trying something new. Yeah. Um, in in my honest opinion, I don't think he personally tried anything new um i think he chose different beats other than uh like what he would usually use um but as far as like his melodies and any like little content or lyrics or anything like that i don't think he did anything new i think a lot of those melodies are very recycled i don't think he stretched himself at all to try new things vocally okay. i think he just wanted to make a dance album because he thinks that dance is next um but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I stand on the fact that if you listen to his melodies on most of those songs, even the first, like, just go through the first five songs and then go back and listen to some songs from his previous albums where he tried to make a quick little dance record or he's, like, trying to sing and he's crooning. It's the same melody. It's all the same kind of thing. <clears throat> so I don't think he tried anything new, um, and I think it's a miss. I think there are a couple songs that, that'll stick. I think Sticky might stick, but he raps on that, right? Yeah. Interesting. So it's like, and that's like, at the end of the album, almost. Yeah, later on, yeah. yeah. yeah so you got to listen to, like, 67, 70% of the album before you're like, oh, here's a song I like. Yeah. So I think he knew it was a miss, which is why when he responded to it and he was kind of angry and he was like, yeah, you guys don't get it. He was, like, in the dark, you know what I mean, like, talking to everybody. I think he, he heard his own feelings with that. I think he was expecting it to be, like, that Tootsie Slot song went high. Everybody let that go when yeah. that came out and it went crazy on TikTok. This was not that. I think he... um What's the word I'm looking for? Shot himself on the foot. Yeah, that too. I think he. Uh, there's a word like he over. What's the, I can't think of the right word, but he just missed it. He missed. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't miss often, but this was absolutely a miss. Yeah, I don't know. I think that we might have to give this one a little bit of time. I'm not sure if this was um, an album for the U.S. Personally, I don't know. Like. I feel like I think he wanted to make music for another country, but I still don't think it's it's Yeah, I mean, but we're not there. Music. You know, like we're not there. We don't know. Like we don't know if, you know, these European 
countries and uh you know south america or whatever the case may be if if they're these countries over there are just like playing these these drake songs and they love it and it's just kind of like their vibe and like a different setting mm. we don't know i think you're giving him a pass man no no trust me i i'm i'm never the one i'm never the one to give somebody a pass i don't i like i said this is not my this is not my favorite album that dropped this past um was a week yeah. or two it wasn't my mm-hmm. favorite album i did i did listen to it and it was a lot of skips personally um, yeah. But I think that I'm trying to look at it through a different lens. And like you said, so what you said was really important. There are yeah. different beats, right? So his yeah. like, executive producers, 40 and all of them, got together, created a different sound for him. Right. And, you know, if you put the same seasoning on, on chicken as you put on steak, it's going to taste a little different. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, you know, Drake is kind of doing the Drake thing, but it's a different vibe on a different, with him writing a different beat. And... Yeah. I think I do think that it was a little risky. I feel like this could have been an EP. He could have dropped an EP with this or a mixtape and then given mm-hmm. us his, his actual album later on this year. Um, but I think that if we know Drake well, this won't be his only project this year. Um, yeah, I think he's rushing a lot of music too right now. But what, all I think I really would have wanted from this is if you're going to have your producers... Um, try something different and I'm sure they're like working with other producers and stuff like that and this isn't to say that he didn't but I just feel like mm-hmm. he could have pushed the envelope a little more vocally and writing wise you know he did a lot of just like repeating phrases and stuff like that and and, the, the, and none of this is to disrespect Drake because he's, he's definitely no, yeah, the greatest of course, yeah. our generation it's more of like if you're going to take that jump to, to try something new like reinvent like that then I think he he could have done something like Childish Gambino did when he did Awaken My Love. Like, when you can tell, he literally came with a completely different sound vocally. You Remembering that your voice is an instrument, too. Right. If you're going to try different beats and different sounds like that, then you should try that vocally with yourself and not just live in that comfortable range. Like, he didn't go above or lower than anything that he usually does. He's like, hey, these are new beats. Yeah, I think the most that I heard him do was he, like, pitched his voice down for one of them, but that wasn't even really him. That was, like, engineering. Um yeah, I just wanted him to like stretch himself and really try different things, dig into the history of that style of music and try some of the things that the people who started that sound were doing, if, if you're really going to do it, just so it, it holds a little more weight, a little more substance. Do you, you think know? that Beyonce would do that? Do what? The, so I'm assuming that this album, this first part of her, um, her the Renaissance album, um, I think mm-hmm. it's like going to be four sections of it. Um, I'm assuming that this will be all dance. I'm assuming that. I don't know if it will be, but this, the yeah. first single was. Do you think that she'll be um, uh, dynamic enough or knowledgeable enough to dig into the history of the sound and tap into that a little bit more? I think she did that with, uh, if we want to go right into it, with, uh, what's the name of the new song? Yeah. Is it, hold on. We all know what she's talking about. Um, I just know she said something about quit your job or something like that. And yeah, so, so. Break my soul. Break my soul, yeah. So um, I do think production-wise, she definitely tapped into um, like earlier sounds and maybe some samples. It sounded like there was a sample there from um, Robin S. Um, Mm -hmm. Show Me Love, which is, in in my opinion, probably the greatest house song uh, uh, ever. Um, That one, and then like if you're doing like EDM house, then I would say like Swedish House Mafia. don't you worry, child is is the better one or the greatest one on that side of it. Um, so I think the sample from the Robin S song is in that Beyonce song. But sometimes I feel like Beyonce's so big that her content 
feels very like out of reach. You know what I mean? Like in today's society, reading the room is very important. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a a very common thing that I've been hearing from people uh, about that Beyonce song is that she's a billionaire. So you making a song telling me to quit my job and talking about how you fighting for like people's rights and stuff. It's kind of tone deaf. uh, and, and that people weren't a lot of people saying that they were like kind of turned off by that and they felt that the writing on the song was forced uh, to try like force a revolutionary kind of feel um, but it, it, it didn't feel genuine to some people that's what that's what I was I was told talking to people about it okay. um, there's no way to to tell that but if, if that's how you feel I mean music speaks for itself so uh, it, it it felt very. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah. I, I don't know that Beyonce has made genuine music. And I, again, we're talking about two of it's the okay. biggest biggest artists in the world, right? Respectfully, yeah. I'm not sure if she's made genuine music since like Lemonade, like when she was talking about her own personal issues in her house, and a lot of people yeah. can relate to that. Um, I agree. I think that sometimes people forget that artists kind of play a role, like they're a character. And sometimes it's not necessarily relatable. It might be relatable to somebody, but like it might not be relatable to the masses. But mm. I do, I do hope that Beyonce taps into that a little bit and continues to feed her fans and not like this other side that she's a part of now. You know, because um, yeah, like, it feels like everything is a is a marketing move nowadays. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and it's like sometimes people forget that. Even though the most important thing in marketing, from just my experience and the things that I've, I've seen and just research is, of course, connecting to people, like what their interests are, right? That's at the core of marketing. But it, it has to, you got to figure out what, what elements of that are the most genuine that truly connect to people, not just on a broad level of, yeah. oh, girl, I hate my job, so oh, go and quit your job. Like, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, I think, unfortunately, the, the fact of the matter is, is that Beyonce is probably going to give us like a 16 song album and maybe one or two of those songs will be genuine. Um, yeah. The rest of them will be from for captions. The rest of them yeah. will be for That's marketing, um, streams, not that she needs it. Um, her continuing to stay relevant. Her continuing yeah. to give us new music. She'll probably go on tour sometime soon. You want to know what it is? What another thing about it is? Beyonce has become so much of um, almost like I don't want to just kind of blasphemous for say like godlike character, but mm-hmm. so out of reach for people yeah. that, and because she doesn't do things like a lot of interviews and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we as an audience don't really know her her personality. Prince, she doesn't Michael like Jackson. Post on social we've, media. We've seen this right. before. So. <laughs> The, the difference is, like, if you look at somebody like Lizzo, right? Lizzo's new single is good. I like it. Lizzo is somebody who is constantly showing you her personality. So when she, right. and that makes you more relatable because then they know that you're a person, you know? Um, not that we don't think that Beyonce is a person or whatever, but when she makes her songs, they're able to find that balance between using her personality and then using the very like calculated um structure of the songs so that it's 
marketable in television and film and stuff like that, but it still connects with people on a personal level because they feel like they have similar attributes to that of Lizzo. I think yeah. Beyonce is, is so out of reach for a lot of people that we can't really tell. That's what makes it, it could be, all of it could be genuine, but because we don't really hear enough from True. you and we haven't True. heard this story yeah. uh, enough from you, then it makes it feel like another marketing movie. I think that I was as I was listening to you speak, I think that something that is interesting is like a generational style as an artist. So like I'm yeah. thinking about people that come from like Beyonce's um, day and age, right? True. And before, which kind of they fall in like our our, our age range. Um, <clears throat> as far like as far as when we were growing up, we were listening to Beyonce, right? And like Destiny's Child. They don't necessarily use the tool of social media to, for people to know them. Like we, right. we got to know them on like 106 in Park and like TRL, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like necessarily like social media. Whereas like artists like Lizzo and Deja, uh, Doja Cat and Cardi B, like we see those personalities and it's social media. So I think it's kind of an interesting approach with that. Like we really do kind of get to see. And again, I'm wondering like, is this really how you are? Or are you playing a role? Like, is this a character that you're playing? Like, we don't know. Yeah. It would be different if I keep going back to the one person who I think is is doing this correctly is the weekend as far as like he's not a he's not a personality that talks a lot right. right but whenever he drops music he gives us more than just like Beyonce gave us like one post with her like on a horse look you know what I mean like the weekend like he starts to drop content is all from his the campaign right so yeah. when he was shooting all those videos for like I think it was after hours. Um he went on a whole run in that like that caricature, right? But he's given us pictures from me, he's given us video from me. it just yeah. you just gotta give yeah. us a bit more. You can't just be vague. I feel like Beyonce gives us more though in different areas. Like she'll give us like a full like similar to the weekend, a full album that has a visual to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not necessarily like I'm gonna jump on social media and give y'all post the way that other artists do it um instead i'm going to give y'all like full-blown visuals to explain further explain exactly what i'm talking about in this in this album just a different approach like i'm not saying that one is right or wrong um yeah. but i think that the way the weekend's approach is really cool too and they both have found success doing different things i don't i just don't know if it was enough there's a difference between like i'm going back and looking through beyonce's post now it's just like you know horse She's on. She's on a couple of horses. Like an Old Spice commercial. Yeah. It's it's looking like. Never mind. Yeah, Old Spice. Um, <laughs> I get it. It kind of looks like you know, like Renaissance and, and all right. So it's just these are also a lot of pictures and no video. Um, they all just don't really. It's not telling us a story. They're just a, a lot of like. All of this is a. This is all. This is all Vogue. Do you feel like so, do you feel like her her team is out, a little out of touch now? Like a little too exclusive, a little too yeah. Like you're saying, like godly, high and mighty. They're not in touch, so she need to go ahead and get some people that are in the regular world on her team. Yeah, it might be time to refresh that joint. And it, not even you. It doesn't have, if you're going see like you dropped a song, but this whole campaign is all pictures from her doing a Vogue photo shoot. Hmm. So none of this really says anything none of these pictures have captions it's just pictures of her it's just like we don't know who you are 
we we know that you are Beyonce. You are you at the top. You you're the greatest of our generation. We know you you got a lot of money, so we know you connected. You can take Vogue photo shoots. What? But your Vogue photo shoots don't do anything for anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I go back to talking about the way like the weekend rolled out his campaign, it was all a part of a story, so it made sense. So now when I'm following him, I'm I'm waiting for the next post to keep up with his story. Oh, okay, yeah. So all this is a part of one. All five of these music videos is like of one larger movie that goes with the album. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna be keeping up with that to watch it. We all like watching Netflix and Hulu or whatever. So you kind of gotta view it from that aspect, but. Of the Vogue photo shoot doesn't connect to me to the song. So if you're telling me in my song, in your song to, oh, quit my job, they're not going to break my soul. It's like a song about empowerment, but nothing else that you drop goes along with it, then yeah. what am I getting out of it? There's a disconnect there. Um, but it, it's, it definitely keeps you in a very regal light, but you just seem out of touch from the people. You know, even like, I think she was dropping, she was passing out gifts, right? She was sending her fans gifts. In the gifts, um, you didn't know what was in it until you got the gift. So people offer the mystique of who you are. They're spending their money right. to buy gifts from you, but we don't even know what's in the gift. We just have to assume that it's. You see, it's, yeah. it's all very. It's all disconnected. It's separate ideas, and none of I this is, is just, to disrespect I, yeah. Beyonce. It's all yeah. of like. Yeah, just thinking from a like a marketing and artistic standpoint, I'm like all of these ideas are separate, so it's. it's I just hard. feel like sometimes you have to you have to sometimes you have to make yourself exclusive, and it will either land or miss. Mm-hmm. And I think that Beyonce has, consists she just lands like, I think that she has to constantly keep making herself more and more exclusive and more and more exclusive and different than everybody else and recreating things and. Maybe that maybe that's what she's always trying to do, just be creative I, and figure yeah, out. I feel like things. there's a difference between trying to be creative and trying to be exclusive to me. Okay. I feel like you don't have to try to be exclusive if you are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just it just makes it harder to to connect to everything that she's doing. And and I want to, and you want to. It's just like, are you hearing the Beyonce song? Like, if you go out, like, do you hear it? Um, I'm out here. It's a, it's a house song, you know what I mean? So it's it's very popular in many communities, especially like the gay community, yeah. right? It's supposed to be. I'm out. I, I went and I was I visited West Hollywood because it's it's a very prominent like gay community. Mm-hmm. They were not playing that. Hmm. They weren't playing that. They were playing a lot of house music. And, and if and if I bounced around and you heard it somewhere else, it, it wasn't very long. It wasn't on very long. It's like right. People are connecting to things differently. <clears throat> I mean, do you think that? Um, artists like Beyonce and Drake trying to tap into this dance space was just kind of a miss overall for both of them and they just kind of maybe don't belong? I don't think don't belong is the thing. I think Beyonce did better than Drake did for sure. One, that one song did better than all the songs on Drake's album. But um, I think if you're going to do it, then you really have to tap into it rather than just thinking it's going to be easy for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you really got to try something different and really try to live in that sound yep. for a while before you just like, I'm going to take a bunch of dance beats and I'm going to just croon my way through it and let the beats do all the work. It don't work like that. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it rolling. So we talked about Drake. Somebody gonna they gonna cut me up for that. I mean, that nah, whole section. I, and the Beehive might. <laughs> They might, they might jump in. Um, I love the beehive, and I love Beyonce. Same. So we'll, we'll transition over to another, one of the, uh, the other biggest artists in the world, uh, Chris Brown. He mm-hmm. released an album, too, Breezy. Um, for yeah. me, this album was, um, this album was great. Like, okay, great might be an overstatement. This album was very solid. Um, I was mm-hmm. able to listen through um, let me see how many songs are on this album. Because, you know, it's Chris like, Brown be putting, like, 50 songs on his album. So. It's like 20-something, right? Yeah, this it was a good, it was a good, yeah, 24. Um, there were a, mm-hmm. a lot of songs up here where I didn't, you know, I wasn't skipping. Some songs, honestly, I, I did. Um, and as an artist, I'll mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'm going to say this to y'all right now. People skipping over your songs is, like, a shot to the gut. Because there's a lot of, a lot of time and preparation and money that goes into making music. And mm-hmm. when you're like, yeah, I skip, I skip, I skip, like that's a, literally like a punch to the gut. Um, but yeah. I mean, I guess the odds of you still having people like most of the songs are pretty high when you have an album of 24 songs. Hopefully. What does it mean? What does it mean when somebody skips your song? Um, I mean, that, to me, that that means that the first 10 to 15 seconds didn't grab their attention. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's not a hit. Um, yeah. Usually. So is that yeah. is that where you were going to? That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, and, and and the thing about albums are they are album cuts, and a lot of times album cuts end up being people's favorite songs. Like you you want to, if you're a true fan, you want to hear that song when you go to see them in concert. Um, but I think that Chris did a good job with this one. I'm sure he's proud of this album. Um, the song that surprised me was "Possessive" with uh, Lil mm-hmm. Wayne, and there's somebody else on that one. Hold on. That's like the third song, right? That is the fourth song, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. Lil Wayne and um, hold on. I got you. Um, Lil Wayne and, and Blue. And Blue, yeah. I'm not familiar with Blue. Um, but the song, the vibe of the song was cool. Lil Wayne was singing. Um, I know that he's been working, working with uh, Ray J's vocal coach, and getting things right uh, and tight vocally. Uh, and Blue I, is that was, um, <laughs> Blue's that dude that sings that one song. My bad. I got you. Now you're good. I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm lit. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Now you're good. I was just saying that Lil Wayne has been working with with, uh, Ray J's vocal coach, and things have been really Uh, improving and and getting tighter. And um, I thought you was laughing at me. (laughs) Go ahead. So who who was Blue? Um, Not working with Ray J's coach. They said. (laughs) They said, one wins. One yeah. wish, one wish, one wish. He was like, "Come on, y'all! Come on, man! I'm trying to sing my song. I'm trying to sing trust my me, song. trust me, Pod Squad. We're gonna talk all about. We're gonna talk all about that verses. Don't worry, it's coming. The nonsense when, is coming. When so we're gonna get through all of this important stuff right now, and then Holy we'll get to the nonsense. Crap. Don't worry. Blues that dude. Blues the dude that sings. If I ever get better. You're still oh. my still. Okay. That's not like yeah, that sounds like a that's not like a gospel song. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Wow. clears throat> that song okay. they play that on the radio a lot. Okay, well yeah, possessive um uh, was one of one of the ones that stood out to me. Uh let's see here. Oh, catch a body. Catch a body number two. 
on the album is a smooth record. Um, I like Till the Wheels Fall Off to start off. It's an intro. There's a few up here. The song with LMA was cool. Um, Closure, anytime, I don't know what it is. Anytime with, when Chris Brown and her get together, uh, it works. Um, Psychic was okay with Jack Harlow. I feel like it was just like a move because Jack Harlow's popular right now. Um, Warm, Embrace, Warm Embrace is a is a great song. He had released that as a single on its own and then uh, in a, uh, uh, he, it was very smart for him to put this on the album. The music video for that is really cool too. Uh, Normani is a leading lady in that one. Iffy, which I know Iffy was my song this past year. Daddy ended the album with that. So, um, yeah, solid album, man. Like, anytime I can kind of run through a bunch of the songs and list them off and uh, remember out of 24 songs, remember a, a lot of them, solid album. So, I'm not mad, yeah. at, I'm not mad yeah. at it. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, my take on the album, um, it sounds like a uh, very clean mixtape to me. Um, I think I said that to you when it when it came out. We just and we just like briefly sent it would, back and forth. Or so. And not to cut you off, would you say Fame is similar in that way? Like a lot of his albums that that flow well, um, kind of have like a mixtape vibe. Like I know he had Fan of a Fan, um, which was an actual mixtape. That tape, was like a mixtape. Yeah. yeah, but um, I think that kind of is his style. I feel like Chris Brown has kind of adopted a style of a rapper as a singer. And I think that his albums flow in that in that direction sometimes too. He kind of has wants to have an underground vibe to his approach, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I don't. You about you about you about to go on. You about to get killed. So you nah, about to talk about nah, the three nah. one of the three big three of the biggest artists in the world. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Get it off. Get it off. I'm I'm right out here too. I'm, I'm right here. And you know Chris they stay out come there. Get me. You know Chris. I know he out here. He he not in the game. He 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 out here. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not saying I dislike the album. I enjoy listening to it. I I think it's um like I said, it's like a mixtape vibe. You know what I mean? I don't. So, what what's Chris Brown's best like best song? Ever? What's his what's? Yeah, like just give me like it like. Top twenty Chris Brown songs, like which whatever comes to mind. That twenty, his top twenty. Listen, listen, songs. wait, wait, wait. Let, let me tell you where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay. Some of his uh, like best songs ever, best songs ever is I'm, I'm trying not to say that. His songs that you feel are well put together, individual songs that like got him Grammys or stuff like that, or like you know what I mean that were timeless. Give me some timeless songs from Chris Brown. <sighs> I mean, okay, so we'll start early, yo. Excuse me, mm-hmm. Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the same song. Then, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, three times. What else we yeah, got? Okay. Uh, no BS, which was like a different direction. Um, take deuces take you sure. down. Take you down. I said deuces. Um, oh. Deuces, yeah, that's that's definitely a hit. Um, wow. She ain't you. Um, okay. Man, yeah, I don't know. So out of out of out of those songs through. right there, like you get the the feel, and like you you feel like those are well put together, well written, performed songs. There, right? Do you think there are any songs on this new album that match up to the level of that? Any of those songs? Okay. Um, I think I think that I can think of two. 
that that could potentially compete. Potentially. Potentially. Compete. So you you got to listen to him a few more times. It wasn't like off, like when you heard your yo excuse me miss you knew that you knew it was a hit right away right. Yeah, I mean, but okay, that's not that's not that's not a fair question because sometimes and I'm not I'm not making an excuse for artists and stuff like that, but sometimes you just are kind of in your prime, like you're in you're in your space, like it's you know the world is yours, and you're dropping mm -hmm. hits and you can't be stopped. And I personally think that Chris Brown has had that has had that time. So a lot of the songs that I listed off were from that time. And now he is probably, I don't even know which, which number album this is for him. You mm -hmm. know, he's an older artist. He's been out for many years. And mm -hmm. I think that to compare the music he's making now to like something he was making like 15 years ago, it's a little, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's not fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like people constantly comparing Michael's music to like Thriller. Like, is it better than Thriller? Like, you know, is it, is it better? Is it better than, like, and that's just like, that's kind of, it's not fair. I think I think the only reason why I asked that question is because his re, his reaction to it, like the album coming out, I saw he made a statement where he was saying how like people only really talk about him when it's like controversial stuff, like nobody's really talking about his new album. And I think I I think what he's missing is it's not I'm trying to find the best words to use, brother. You think that? The, the, you think? Go <laughs> no, Go ahead and say the, it, man. We, it's, it's I just don't think Whiskey the, Wednesdays, man. Whiskey Wednesday. Podcast, I don't think the man. the quality of the music warrants the conversation. What? Okay, you know so what, I mean? what aspect, as far as quality, like songwriting, production, relevance, all of that? Yeah, if it all feels like it's it's just to, to stay relevant, and I don't think that the writing is necessarily good. Not, not to say it's it bad, but I don't think it's. Uh, what does that even mean? Like he's not right. <laughs> he's <then>. the artist. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> huh? Like <laughs> I, I guess I was I saying what like you're trying to say. I was saying I was saying that in a joking. I was saying that in a joking way. Like that ain't his fault. You can't blame him. The writing not good because he's not writing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but nah. I think like the structure of music with a lot of artists lately have been. We're just gonna consistently just keep putting out music to stay relevant but it's all it all feels just like we're okay with it being throw throwaway records you know what i mean it's not really sticking with people like that like if he was the single when if he I came do, out was, he was like i was gonna say i do think that he's picking the right singles though at least he's making smart moves with that because warm embrace mm -hmm. if he um were there any more singles off of this i don't think so Iffy and Warm Embrace are two completely different songs that don't even seem like they go on the same album. But that's okay. It's okay. They you thought Warm Embrace was a Warm Embrace is the is the one with the video with no money. Yeah. She saved that joint. When Warm Embrace dropped, did you hear it played anywhere? It is. It, it was played in the R and B world. Yeah. Which is Where's a whole that? other world. It's whole other world. Where's the R and B world? You you in a what do you mean? I mean, like, when you say you hear it playing anywhere, like, you know. I didn't even hear that joint on the radio for real. No, no, that's not me. I just, just in passing. You know how, like, when a, when a new song comes out and it's like a, a hit for real, it's undoubtedly a hit. And you hear it everywhere. Either it's on the radio or it's not on the radio. You hear people driving down the street in their car listening to it. You just, you, you new songs that really, like, 
transcend. You hear them everywhere for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Right? So when that yes. song came out, I never heard it other than when y'all sent it to me. Yes, but it's a it, it's everywhere when it's a pop when it's popular music. Let's just be real about that. Like, which is what a lot of rappers are doing nowadays nowadays too. They're doing melodic rapping. It's popular music. It's they're pop rappers. The Warm Embrace wouldn't be. It's not a pop song. It's not something that's going to be played all over the place like that. It's a true R and B song. And you I think that's I'm a true R and B song? Yeah, for sure. I'm not going. In, I'm not going anywhere and like hearing like Giveon all over the place. But his music is good. You don't think so? No. I hear Giveon all the time. They be Maybe. playing that man. I think we in the. I think we in the. We in different. We in different I think places. I've heard. I've heard more people talking about Giveon's album than Chris Brown's album. Okay. You. That's not I the case for you. I haven't heard anybody talking about Giveon's album. I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I've just, heard. I, I'm just being. I'm just being honest. And that's and not all, a shot all at this, That's not at all. All of this. All. All of this is is also very subjective, just because the music industry is in a weird, really weird place right now. For sure. And I, I'm sure everybody can agree. It's in a weird place where I don't know if necessarily like music is losing its relevance, but I think people making music, especially the ones who are the most popular, aren't really making anything. The The industry and the machines are not backing the artists that truly connect to the fans right now. So I, I think feel like that's why it. music, I think a shift is coming too. We're about to see a shift. I don't know where. Sure. Yeah, I don't know where it's gonna come from, but I, I don't know who it's gonna be from, but a shift is definitely coming because music is becoming very like blah right now. You I know think I mean? that like, a lot of artists are about to be about to become independent. And I think that major labels are going to have to try to figure out what to do about that. I think a lot of artists are about to become irrelevant. Sure. You I mean, think, you mean, I think you mean artists, you mean artists, I think a lot are, of prominent artists right now are, yeah, are not going to sure. be important in the next couple of years. I think somebody is going to, to make a wave in the industry, similar to like when 50 Cent first came out, he kind of like made a wave yeah. and everybody's like, what's going on? And it was kind of shutting, everybody just had to be quiet for a while. When 50 Cent was like, you know, yeah. like when Beyonce first went solo, everybody just got to be quiet for a while. I think something is going to happen. Somebody's going to release something and it's going to change everything. We're due for that. We're due for that. We're coming out of COVID. You know what I mean? So it was a weird time dealing with that. And I think some of the artists who are at the top, they got too big. And I think they're disconnected. With all the ways that we have to connect to people using social media and stuff like that, I think they're disconnected. And now that everything is so based on money now, where everybody's paying for everything. You know what I mean? Everything is for everything is content for views. Everything is everything is shock value. I yeah. think somebody is about to reset that or a group of people. I don't know who it's going to be, but it feels like music is absolutely due for a reset in, in almost every genre, almost every genre right now. That's what it feels like. Everything feels like background noise and people, if we learn nothing from people like Tim's and Burner Boy or who else? I'll even say Brent Fias, even though I think sometimes like his content is like OD with the things that he says, but it still connects with some people. He he has a demographic that identify with the things that he said. I think the time is coming for someone to reset that not only are they connecting with people with the words that they're saying, but their beats are connecting. It's, it's time and it's about to happen. And I think everybody kind of knows it, which is why they're trying to jump the gun and just hurry yeah. up and drop stuff. 
Interesting. Because they don't know where it's going to come from. When 50 Cent came out, we were we were young, but we everybody felt it. When he came out, yeah. everything else was just. I mean, I've, you've seen the interview where I think who was it? Jay Z said that he um he was interviewing with somebody, and he said it was back when Rockefeller was like in full swing, him and Dame, and then it said they um were in the they was in the studio. Everybody was in the studio, state property, and and everybody from Rockefeller, and they said that Jay Z and Dame came in. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but they came in and they asked everybody. They told them, hurry up, hurry up. Whatever music you want to drop, you better hurry up and drop it now. Because when 50 Cent come out, it's going to be over. There's going to be no space. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's out there. People can research it. I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing some of it, but that's that was the idea. Like when they heard his music before it dropped and they're like, when this comes out, it's so different. It's so authentic. Yeah. 50 Cent, DMX. You know what I mean? There's a some yeah. people come with a certain kind of energy that that doesn't really leave space. The person who almost started that for this generation recently was the baby almost started that. He almost did yeah. it. Yeah. He almost did it. But he got so used to making the same type of song and he couldn't stay out of trouble long enough. Yeah. Um that it just kind of fell off where you don't know when the last time you heard somebody talk about the baby? I think that he needs. I think that um, he needs to take a break. I think he needs to sit down for a second and then come back. Because, nah, for real. I think that's probably what happened with them. Like we can't talk about him right mm-hmm. now. Everything we have to talk talk about is negative, and it's not about yeah. his music. And you know, he's taking his focus away from the music and into his mm-hmm. nonsense. I think that he needs to sit down for a year or so, and then come back with something yeah. and make himself relevant again. Um, I think I think that's the only downside to when you make a certain kind of music, especially if you're like remaking the same song almost like mm-hmm. it's very hard to come back with something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very it's it's I don't know. I but I, I do absolutely see a, a change coming very soon in the industry and I think everybody kinda knows that and I think that's why they like they is Jack Harlow that is Jack Harlow that change? Jack Harlow coming and taking up <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, they're they're pushing him. They want him to be the guy, but he's not the guy. He's Tyler Hero. They want him to be the guy so bad. Tyler, what do you mean, Tyler Hero? <laughs> he's I don't Tyler know. Hero. Y'all gonna trade him? He's Tyler. Nah, Hero, nah. I, I'm saying we had this conversation about like, you know, the Heat using him as the face, but like he's not. He's not yeah. the. He's not the. He's not the guy. You are not him. You are not him. You're but not he's good. Himothy. Um, yeah. You're not him, but we you know he's Jimmy, not the Jimmy guy, Butler's man. team. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's Jack Harlow's not the guy, but he's the guy that they really want to push right now because they, they the music industry loves to have a balance of someone that they feel that they can market to anybody. So they like that Jack Harlow is white, but black people like him. So yeah. now he's you know he can get the note you know the notoriety and the respect from the black community, so they can still put him on the BET awards. Um, they can put right. him all these different places, but then they can still take him to MTV and take him to Nickelodeon and slime, whatever. You know, they yeah. like when they can take you anywhere because then you can get money from all those different uh, fan bases all at once. Um, it makes you more marketable. The people are, just, the U.S. is always going to deem a white man more marketable than any anybody of color. So if you can yeah. get a white man to do the things that make black people popular, oh, you're good. Same thing they was doing with G-Eazy. They tried it briefly with Machine Gun Kelly. Honestly, out of all of them, the only guy who, out of all the white rappers ever who I thought who was really truly one of the greatest rappers ever is Eminem. Eminem, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's literally top five all time. So it's just like there's a difference between these guys. Yeah, they got some talent, but it's not generational. It's not, you know, earth shifting or shattering. It's yeah. just what it is. But that's just the side we live in. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to see. So I'm assuming Jack Harlow's performance on the BT Award stemmed from him not knowing who Brandy, that Brandy was Ray J's sister. Oh, my um, God. And then Brandy went on and, you know, did, a, him. did like a remix to his song. And then she, Look, she jumped on the Think stage. about how many. Brandy, Brandy's a legend. Yeah. Brandy's been out here for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Think of how many black artists probably would have wanted to collaborate with Brandy. Yeah. Over the years. How many black artists probably felt like they needed to level up to a certain level, you know what I mean? And really make waves in the industry and have Jack Harlow got records like that. That song's not even that song's not even good. He didn't know who she was. He didn't even know who she was, but she was willing to go on the BT Awards and perform with him. (laughs) Huh? Let's think about that. The disadvantage. The the privilege. And the disadvantage at the same time. It's crazy. It's crazy out here, brother. Yeah. The music industry is due for a reset right away. And I, right I away. think that I think the reset has happened with the Amarion Mario versus um, I think that they really came oh, in I and swept. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think they came in and just swept and took everybody by storm. Oh, um, man, I loved it. That versus you want to know what happened, man? That versus was crazy. You want to know what happened at that versus, brother? All the people who got to, who had <clears throat> nepotism and had homies that was in the industry that got on that way and was connected by this person and that person that got on, but it wasn't really that good, that talented, or they were in this group and that group and they were just, oh, their uncle did this and did that, made it to verses and they, they all exposed. got exposed. Exposed. Everybody got exposed. Mario comes from a family of musicians. Mm-hmm. Mario understood that the core of this is the music and your talent. Mario came out on top. Yeah, and the funny thing Everybody is, else was sounding crazy. I could not believe is, Jeremiah started singing. I, I could. I could believe it. I could believe he did that. What if I always said about... <laughs> never mind. Don't tell anybody what I always said about Jeremiah. <laughs> we, uh, do we won't go down that road. But I think, I think that it's funny because we actually... And I, I think... I, I'm not sure if you did. But I said that I was, I was scared for Mario. Because when I think about mm-hmm. verses, I think about hit for hit. And if we're being mm-hmm. honest, Mario does not have more hits than... Than Omarion, but yeah. as far as showmanship, talent, yeah. being able to be live and and give yeah. a cool performance and people just being tapped in and like people either online or in person, mm-hmm. Mario killed him. Yeah, he killed him. Like, and Amario it was the really same kind of much. thing. <laughs> he let everybody do what he was going to do. He told Jeremiah not to sing. He said, "Don't do it, bro." <laughs> what Jeremiah did. Yeah, Why Ray J try to blame that on his kids? What was what was the thing that the phrase that uh, Ray J kept hanging on to? Until know. we have a he apologized to Brandy. Born. Until the baby's born. I don't know. Make until make it up what, until the baby's what, born. What was Pleasure P doing? Man, it was, a, it was a lot of nonsense going on that night. Pleasure P was the way he was talking, bro, was insane to me. A lot of filth. A lot of a lot of. Nasty activity happening. I was like, there must be some records I'm missing. Because <laughs> there's a lot of nasty activity. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it to come to this. I'm sorry. Mr. I'm gonna cut some time. of this because I'm because we're not gonna do this. This is not supposed to be Mr. Nasty Time. It what I'll say is, 
<laughs> Mario is definitely one of the most. He was the best singer by far on that stage. He was the best performer by far on that stage. Omarion oh, was on the floor grinding. That's because Mario in shape, man. He was in shape. Like, like Mario looked like he was chilling. Like he looked like he was barely even trying. Now I will say though, when when he tried to step up to tank, that was not a good vocal moment. That was that was rough. I don't know when he said okay. Mario. <laughs> At the very end was that, but it was only one note. We was like, oh, I think, yeah, I think the that, last note. Yeah, I think that when he had a little bit of Ciroc, it was a little, bit, a little bit too much Ciroc. Ciroc. Yeah, I think he wasn't drinking responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he had, he hey. had, he had been singing for three hours, you know, perfectly. He, he, it was fine. he had already defeated everybody else that was on the stage. Yeah, he was throwing hands, and and he still, I mean, if that was the battle, he still won that one too. Yeah, but that note was scary. But Tank went ahead and set him straight and said, "It's not my verses." No. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tank, man. Who, I, tank, who, who Tank going up against? Jaheim? Nah, man. Don't, don't do that to him. Well, first of all, Jaheim has some hits. He could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tank and Jaheim. See, I don't know because Tank is a writer too. You know who? You know who Tank should probably go up against? Who Jamie Foxx? That's actually not bad. <laughs> he gonna lose that though. But he had so uh, a lot of his songs too. Tank wrote. Tank and um, I was gonna say Tank and Tyrese. That could be good. That could be good. But I think Tyrese might kill might kill Tank. Yeah, it'll be fun though because they're not gonna go up there and act a fool like no. these young dudes was doing. They was acting like they was boxers and they was reliving their greatest hits. Tyrese, Tyrese is a little un- unpredictable. Tyrese is absolutely a wild card, but Tank is not a wild card. No, he, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Tank will keep it classy. I don't know. It's uh, hard because you gotta think of some. They were TTT right? together, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fine, and then they can bring out Jenny Wan. They could do a three man, a three man versus with them three. I definitely watch that. I would watch that. Yeah, because Jenny Wan looks healthy. He looks he looks ready to get back to it. He keeps hitting the spin around with the jump move. That's crazy. Um, on his tour, so I think he's all right. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Uh, the spin around jump move with the with the yeah. half split, insane. Spin around, Um. <laughs> Yeah, that versus was insane. Mario did what yeah. needed to be done. He exposed a lot of things, and that's that's the reset we need. That's what I'm saying. That's the reset we need. That's what I'm saying. I, I saw when um when Drake's new album came out, uh, I think it was TMZ called Irv Gotti walking to his car. He's like, Irv Gotti, what you think of what you think of Drake's album? I think it was TMZ, and Irv Gotti was like, it made him want to go find the next DMX. Dang, because <laughs> he said that album wasn't hip hop. It made him want to go find the next like authentic rapper that was gonna come out and, and, and set things straight. Everybody knows a reset is coming. A yeah, reset I'm, is I'm coming. I just I wonder I wonder who it's gonna be. A, re, a reset is coming. <laughs> be prepared, oh, yeah. people. Y'all heard it here first on whiskey on the whiskey on Whiskey Wednesday's podcast. <sighs> it's time. Yeah. You you feel like most people who are like A list artists right now. Not really. They're not really doing nothing. It's very stagnant. Yeah, I think maybe Everything the is, maybe the pandemic kind of shook people up a little bit, and they're trying to trying to get out of that hole. I, I feel like it's too late though, because like if you didn't find a way to power through it, like the weekend, like Doja Cat, now they're just like I think they took that time off. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think everybody took that time off, and they weren't inspired, and they weren't really making anything, and they were just kind of going through the motions. 
And now they can't get back in shape. They lost it. A lot of the people who are like A-list celebrities and we see all the time, all over social media and everything, they're musicians, but we're not hearing no records. Yeah. Oh, we, they've been spotted here. They spotted here. Oh, they was out of the club here. Oh, they over here overseas. That don't mean nothing to the common man who's your consumer. Right. I want to hear records. A reset yeah. is coming. <laughs> I think it's so, such an unpredictable time right now. It's just probably, it probably is scary. Put out records. That's why, that's why we can't take no more half, half done songs, man. People, it's too much real life stuff going on for you to give me a song that don't mean nothing to you. Yeah. And if you're gonna do it, either you're gonna put your heart in that joint, or you're going, you're gonna use every little bit of skill that you got to give me something that's under. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some you can, when you're really skilled. You can just there's just there's just a way you can still connect to people with it's with your talent. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people are using the bare minimum of their talent because they know that the marketing and their name is just gonna take it to the top. They not even if you're not gonna give yeah. me all of you in the song, like you don't wanna give me personal stuff, you don't wanna go too deep, you don't want it to be too serious, at least give me your talent and tap into that. I feel like they not even doing that. I feel like unfortunately so, the world of social media has has caused that. Yeah. And it's going to take somebody pushing against that machine and, and just, like, when 50 Cent came out, he didn't care about nothing. He was doing anything. And that was the structure that a lot of people were trying to take. 6 9 was taking that, that structure. He could have been one of the biggest artists in the world if he wasn't the snitch and he wasn't the fake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like That's somebody, the, it's, somebody has yeah. to come and push that because it's over and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares what's happening. Because everybody's dealing with everything else. Like, everybody's dealing with Roe v. Wade. Everybody's dealing with inflation. Everybody's dealing with, we don't want to hear that your lifestyle is lavish right now because the vast majority of everybody else isn't. So either you're going to help us. And on one hand, I feel like that's what Beyonce was trying to do. But when you that, when you that far away from the common people, yeah, it's hard hearing it from you feels kind of like pandering. It feels, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it could be viewed as condescension. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could be condescending. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you tell me about my struggle. But when you leave here, you go back to your lifestyle and I go it back was, to mine. It was Hillary. So when I'm in the. It was Hillary saying she keep hot sauce in her bag. It was Joe Biden saying, if, if you don't not, vote for me, you're not, you're black. not black. Yeah. It's wow. that. It's pandering and it's, it's, it's weird. So it's like a lot of these artists have gotten so big that they not they're too big you know what yeah. I mean? they're not so connected what, to the people so what is what kind of music does beyonce make now how does she connect to her people i don't know yeah if i were it's beyonce i would i would make a bunch of love songs i mean you can never go wrong with love songs i think it's time for that i think it's i think it's time for beyonce to be the black adele yeah give us big ballads I think it's time. Big bring talent, now. bring talent back to yeah. the forefront, because then we have to acknowledge that you're an amazing singer. And she can do it too. I think that maybe she just probably was like, "I've been singing for so long. I'm trying to she, yeah. Beyonce be borderline rapping on a lot of these songs." Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so, okay. Well, I mean, I don't. I, those are the albums I, I know. I wanted to make sure I talked about. 
it definitely again on the, the on the breezy album it was some cool people up there to see collaborate yeah. with with chris brown mm-hmm. and he was really smart with his with his selections as with as far as collaborators sure. um drake beyonce i don't know i think that we're again i think we're gonna get some more music from drake this year and it will sound more like drake and with beyonce album I, it's unpredictable for me i don't know which direction she's, she's gonna go in but um yeah. i don't know i can't yeah I, drake seems like an ego guy yeah, where if he feels that everybody didn't like what he just put out. He'll circle back for sure. I think he's also always working. Same thing with Chris Brown. I just I don't know. I I can't sit here and say that I will probably sit and listen to a whole Beyonce album. Mm. So regardless wow. of if it's good or bad, <laughs> and I'm just being I'm wow. being I'm being honest. I don't know. I don't know that I will. I don't know that I will. Like if you Have got you ever? oh yeah for sure. If you got mm. if you got sixteen. Break my souls. Would you want to listen? I don't want to listen to sixteen of the same song. No. So that's but that's what we just got from Drake. I I just told you what I thought of that. I know. So I'm saying. So I don't know that I'm gonna be able to get Beyonce that like is is Beyonce, and I'm expecting more. Um, but if it's if I it is sixteen, it, break my souls. A reset is coming. Might be a couple of skips. Um. A reset. Is coming, and on that, on well, that note, got, man. Um, <laughs> I think the name of this episode is Reset. Reset. We just moved into new places, into um, new phases in our lives, brother. Music is in a new phase. The world's in a new phase. A reset. Yeah. Hey, a look. Reset I, so I, I'm actually gonna shift things to something positive, um, something that I feel like we needed in music, um, and ushered at a, a tiny desk. Yeah. Um, for NPR and, and it was, it was a breath of fresh air, man. Yeah. Were you able to catch why? that? You said why? Yes. Wow. So I mean, for first of all, it was nostalgic for him to go back and you know sing a bunch of his hits from mm-hmm. back in the day, and, and but he did it in a way that was mad cool, like it was real chill. He had some horns in there. Uh, he, they, uh, he. He did like uh, different arrangements of each song, and it was just like a real chill vibe. But you know why it was great? Because he was singing. It was raw. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was honest. He was interacting with the people in the room. It just felt very intimate and real. And um, it wasn't gimmicky, like what we what we saw a lot of at the verses. Like it was like yep. I do this. Um, and who, who won that verses? Mario. Why he was singing? He was singing. It was real. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you're you going to have an R&B. R, the thing about R&B is this. And this is why I love the genre. You are expected to be able to sing. Right. If you if you're in a room full of people and they say sing right now for me, you don't need mm-hmm. no microphone. You don't need no back. You don't need no backup music, no background dancers, or my background singers. Take that auto tune. Take that oh. auto tune off the microphones. Give you on. Take it off. Take that auto-tune off that microphone and sing the song. Now, look, they're going to set you up. Now, you got people out here. You got people out here who don't know, who don't use tech, don't know nothing about that, and they think that that, you you messed up singing. And they pitched him in the the wrong key with his auto-tune. And and somebody else, the common person who's not a musician don't know what that means. So now you're looking crazy. Let's be clear. Gibeon can sing. So I don't want nobody trying to come for him and saying he can't sing. Literally, that truly was a technical issue. Whoever the engineer was, they messed up. Take, but it was another way for people to skate. 
Sure. They've been skating, acting like they sing perfectly all the time. Roll bounce. Putting auto tune on a microphone. They roll bounce, skating like roll sweetness. Skating, baby. Sweetness. <laughs> and now look, somebody messing it up. Yeah. Get that out of here. It's yeah. time to go back to basics. It's a lot of people getting record deals and, and, and with mediocre talent who are not actually good. Yep. And they taking up space. It was funny. I, I'm on social media. Um, if you guys don't know Mama Jan, she's a celebrity voice coach. She like is the coach for um, Justin Bieber and Usher and a lot of other people. And she had put up a post the other day and she was like, um, a label was like, hey, we just signed this really good artist. Can you teach them how to sing? We didn't realize they couldn't sing before we signed them. She was like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you know their talent level and like know if they, if they can sing or not before you sign them? That's not the artists? case anymore. What do they do? What do you, how, what did you sign them for? They have a lot of followers. Yep. It's getting out of hand, bro. I'm about to get back in the studio. That's where we've been at. That's where we've been at though for the past few years. I'm back, bro. I'm back. I was like, I took some time off. Yeah. To get to get life right, moving to my new spot, you know, happy life, happy happy relationship, happy, you know, just LA is cool. All that. I'm ready to yeah. get back in the lab because it's it. it's getting out of hand, and I'm and I'm I'm ready to to really tap in now, brother. It's, yeah. it's getting out of hand. I can't wait to hear it. How you going? At? I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you back? I'm 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 back and I'm black. You've been working. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you've been working, bro. When when, when when's the next time we get something? Uh, I can't say yet, man. It needs to feel right. It's not there yet, um, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. And well, thank you. Inspire me because you say you. Been, I have not been working. That's okay. That's okay. Like I, you know, I think that for me, I, I recently got back to it because, uh, yeah. like you said, we, we've both been in a transitional period, and that's okay. Um, but you know, once things get you know back right and tight, and you know you you, you feel like you, yeah. you got your spot, you good. It's time to jump back in. Yeah. For yeah. all the artists out there, man, who are truly like talented artists who have been doing it for a really long time, but they just haven't caught their break, please do not lose hope or yeah. lose your motivation for what you do, because the time is now. The time is now. It's time for that reset. You got a lot of people out here running around with with deals and money that's supposed to be in your pocket. Mm. But you gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta take up the space, take up the airwaves, and 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 don't be afraid to put your own money up. Market, yeah. market yourself, and 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 just overload, overflow it because all these other people are doing is playing the content game and making deals in back rooms. But content is the key right now. Showcase your talent with content. As yeah. much as you can, and and Brandon and I, we promise to tap back in and get back to it. I haven't done much since Party Girls came out. That Party yeah. Girls campaign was very successful. It's people still doing the, the dance challenge. The streams are still going up. That's what's up. So it's like, okay, I, I get marketing-wise what needs to be done. Now it's time to just start pushing out records, pushing out records. And I think that's what it's time to do. Yeah, and you're in the right place to do it, too. A reset so, is coming. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. The reset. A reset. The reset. You know how you take coming. the little pencil and you like find a little the little hole in the controller and you gotta put. Yeah, you press the little the red button. You gotta. Yeah, no, we we got. You, I got a paper clip. Yeah, something. We gotta reset it. Yeah. We gotta reset. Okay, yeah, you put it, and then you feel it push in. Yeah, it's time That's for it. reset, yo. 
Speaking of a reset, um, her filed a lawsuit to be released from her label, MBK Entertainment. And I think Ooh, that I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted to make sure I, I touched on this one because um, talking about real talent, people who are not gimmicks, and her is that. Like, she's been at this for a long time. She makes real music. She writes her music. She uh, produces. And yeah. I'm curious to know, you know, what happened. I- I'm assuming it probably had to do with money. Um, with her, her um, this lawsuit that she has against her label. But I want to know where she goes from here. Does she go um, independent? Is she too mm. big to be independent? She, she kind of has to be under a major label. And, you know, where does she go from here? I don't I don't think she'll stay I don't think she'll be independent. Um but and I, I don't I don't even want to guess what the situation is. All I know is that's a big L for her label. That's that's a, yeah, the biggest sure. L. I mean if she's able to get um, out of if she's able to get out of the contract. Sure, there's always a way out. But it's it ain't gonna be easy. I mean Jojo Jojo you, you know, it's a different artists that be that be on the yeah. shelf waiting for you know, contracts to get right. Different artists, different times, yeah. But sure. it seems like we're a little little smarter these days than we were back then. Um, and JoJo was a lot younger, uh, and and um, her's been in the industry for a really long time. True, um, very true. So uh, more success to her. I hope she does get out of that situation if that's what she needs, and I hope she finds a better situation because I don't see her being independent. I don't think she's. I don't know if that's for everybody, and I don't feel like she needs that. Um, but. Who knows, man? I and um, I hope that it all works out for her because she is definitely a breath of fresh air in this industry right now. Um, and we, we want more music from her. We want more content. 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 So, content. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope man. that works out. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at our list here. I think that we, you know, we touched on a lot of our topics. Um, yeah. I'm glad that we got a chance to dive into that versus because that was one of the biggest moments. Um, we're going to circle back and we're really going to talk about the first half of that versus very, very soon. We might save it for the next episode, but sure. Cause that was insanity. Insanity. It was insanity. <laughs> you won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. Um, yeah. Well, cool. I'm gl- also glad that we, Oh, and actually, you know what? Th- we'll, we'll make this the last topic because this is something I think that, uh, we can ask our listeners to jump into the debate with um, who is the best singer in R&B? And this is something that you and I, uh, we, we, we saw this post um, and it said, is Usher the best singer in R&B? But we also recently saw a post that was talking about giving, give Joe his flowers as one of the top yeah. R&B singers. I don't know, they man. Call like, they <clears throat> call Joe top three. Top three. And, um, best R&B singers ever. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I'm not mad at that. Not at not at all. Not at all. Joe's song, um, "All the Things Your Men Won't Do," is one of the greatest R&B songs ever created. And it ain't easy to sing. I, I can't sing it. So <laughs> we can change the key, and I can sing it. I can't <laughs> sing that song. Yeah. Joe is absolutely one. He's one of those guys that sings very effortlessly. He is one of sure. the one of the greatest singers ever. Who actually. It's like when you think about people how like Avery Wilson and, and Luke James are so talented, but they don't have hits. Joe yeah, has hits. hits. I think I think that Joe was in the right era. I think Joe had the right team. Yeah. He was yeah. in the right situation, and yeah. I, it, it's um, it's inspiring to know that you can 
work hard at your craft and be really good at what you do and still get the reward yeah. of having hits, being a popular mm-hmm. artist and having a, a career of longevity. I think yeah. Joe literally embodied all of that. Um, yeah. Same and he found Usher. his lane. Yeah. And they like, he found his thing because he was still moving around at the time with Usher. Like he wasn't yeah. necessarily the top guy every time because he was dealing with people like Usher. Yeah. You know, he was dealing with that. He was, I don't, I don't remember who else was moving like that, but a lot of R&B like guys came Carl, and went. Carl Thomas and the. Exactly. Yeah. But he held his own. He claimed he his did. space and he, I, he's, he's one of the best ever, ever. I would love to hear more records from Joe. Yeah. But all the things your man won't do is one of the greatest songs I, ever. The writing is spot on. His singing is spot on. The instrumentation is spot on. The engineering is spot on. The video was amazing. Who is the best living R&B singer? That's all. That's all subjective, bro. There are so many singers in the world. There are people we won't know. Okay. So I don't. I don't have an answer for that. Dang. I don't have one. It is it's not Joe. That's me. That's a cop out. It's a cop out. <laughs> it was. I was like, Dang, that's what we're we here for. <laughs> yeah, that's a cop out. Um, I'll tell you what. It's, it was easier to do this for women because Whitney Houston is undoubtedly the greatest uh, pop artist. Oh, we not. We said living. Living. Ever. Yeah, I'm talking about just, yeah, ever. Male yeah. vocalist living. Living. I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. Joe, Joe might be better than Usher. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It yeah. might be Joe. It might be. It might be Joe. I think I think Joe is up there. I still think Luke James and Avery Wilson is, is, is as crazy as it is and as young as they are, they're two of the greatest vocalists of our generation. They have no records. Yeah, That's yeah. not true. Avery Wilson doesn't have any records. Uh Luke James does have records. Yeah. I go back and listen I, to his music. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Tank in there. Tank is one of my favorite voices. Tank's up there. Um, uh, Tank's Kevin voice Campbell is an acquired taste. Is still is still is still in there and, and he's um I never really thought Tevin Campbell was like I thought his voice was great for when he was a little kid. Dang. So it worked out. Dang. I don't I don't put I don't think of him in that conversation. Sheesh. Can we talk is one of the best R and B songs ever though. Sure. Somebody that was supposed to be somebody else's song too. Did we talk yeah, about that? Yeah, that recently just yeah, came about. Um Yeah. Who was that supposed to was it were they trying to give it to Usher? Maybe. Which makes sense. It sounds like some of Usher's uh, early stuff off yeah. his Usher album. Yeah, and it was like a little dispute there, and they were like, no, 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 give it to Tevin, get it to Tevin, and then I guess they hurried up and put it out with Tevin on it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that that worked out best because I think his voice was made for that song, honestly. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, we can't um, forget, too, that Stevie is still alive. and. <laughs> um, Stevie and, and Tank are two people who uh, they have very um, unique voices, so their voices are kind of like acquired taste. I've heard people say that they don't have good singing voices, both of them. Wow. Um, I can I can understand why people will say that about Stevie because sometimes his technique is a little different, um, and his approach can be a little different. So sometimes people will view that as him not being a good singer, but I think it's all just uh, artistic choices that he makes. Sure. Um, I think Stevie treats his voice like an instrument, and I agree. he. The same way he jumps on the piano and does, improvises and harmonica and all that. I think yep does it with his voice. I agree. Same thing with his voice. Yeah. Um, well, we we won't we won't know. I think also we need to put Ray J in, in that list and Jeremiah. And um, we're not doing this. On probably. that note, um, I think we're not doing this. 
Uh, you know what, too? Hey, I'm, I'll say this. I'll say this about Jeremiah, brother. I'm happy he's he's back. He, he's healthy. That's good. The thing is, that's a really good. That's a really good thing that you just said. Me too. Um, because I know he he like had an issue with was it COVID? COVID took yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah. I think he had one of the real bad bouts. So I'm really glad that he was able to step on that stage. And you know, we'll chalk up his singing to COVID. Maybe then, his lungs have not fully healed. And then with Ray J, um, was it him carrying the baby? It was absolutely the baby. If Ray J says the baby, it's the baby. It's the baby. It's um, the baby. <laughs> that's not a baby. That's my baby. Um, and I'm gonna go with that because I don't know if you ever heard the the Breakfast Club interview where he called up talking about Fabulous. Ray yeah, that J. was I will, uh, that was a historic. Moment. I will never, I will never disrespect Ray J in my life. With the way he was talking. Uh, and then you know what though, another person too that we need to mention in this list, um, and y'all, y'all might, y'all might kill me, Here but I. Go. I really, I really do feel like Mario has a solid, solid yes. voice. Is he yes. the the best top? Is he beating Joe? And I, I don't know. But I think he's up there with Joe. I think that he has a really, really solid voice. We saw a couple of weeks like when when the verses, he's still doing it. It sounds clean. Yeah. He can sing. There's no he gimmicks. Shakes. He's not nope. joking around. Nope. You can tell he's still been performing over these past few years. Sammy yep. sound Sammy sounded pretty good too. Um, yeah, he but did. I, th- I think that Sammy was a little overconfident. Like, but I think that he he said it too on social media. He was trying to claim his space. Like people haven't disrespected yeah. him in the industry over the years, and he's a solid artist and a solid singer too. So yeah, Sammy. I feel like Sammy never got the got the push that he he deserved. I think he came out at a time when the game was very crowded, mm-hmm. so it was hard. He was dealing with. What like Chris Brown and, and, and Mario and well, all these other people. Sammy it was an R&B time when he came out. Sammy never got to shift into adulthood in the music world. Yeah. You know what but I mean? But even when he was younger, he, he didn't really he didn't really get that much off because he was competing with so many people. It was like there was a wave, it was a boom of all these young R&B artists that came out at the same time and he was just, yeah. uh, he came out at that same time. So he kind of, he wasn't in the front, but he still was able to get a couple of hits off. So yeah. Sammy did good. He did. I'm gonna come in me. Mm-hmm. I like it, girl. Uh, um, that song. And then he had. I used to love that song. And any listeners here, if y'all do want to hear a really solid Sammy project, go listen to Insomnia. It's a mixtape he put out years ago. Years mm-hmm. ago. Solid all the way mm-hmm. through, start to finish. And that was um, Sammy in his adult life, giving us an adult voice and adult experiences. Yeah. And it's solid. That's so, dope. And I'm still listening um, to Chris Brown's mixtape "Boy in Detention." Yeah, I think you put you got me hit to that one. That was a great mixtape. His mi- "Fan of the Fan" is a, mi- a great mixtape too. Yeah. Um, what a guy. Yeah, Chris, give us another mixtape. Yeah, you might as well, bro. <clears throat> um, and with that, I mean, he uh, just did actually. I, he did. <laughs> he, he, he just he gave did. us a mixtape. Uh, he, he did, did. but it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't what we were asking for. It wasn't. It was still very polished, to me. Well, in my opinion. Um, okay. <clears throat> so with that, yeah. Um, for me, as a huge Usher fan, glad to see him doing what he did. Um, hopefully, he goes on tour soon. I would. I would love to see him live. Um, again, and yeah, man. Whiskey Wednesdays. Glad to be back. Again, you guys. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, in our our transition transitional stage in life um but this is definitely a a space where we're able to jump in and and 
talk to each other, talk to y'all, get some stuff off our chest, talk about stuff that we love to talk about, and we just appreciate y'all. Um, as always, if y'all have any um, disagreements, disputes, if y'all have anything you agree with, let us know in the DMs. Um, we'll definitely address it next episode. And um, you got anything? Good, brother. Cool, man. The reset is coming. And on that note, another successful episode of Whiskey Wednesdays. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Brandon, pour me another one.